Hey guys and girls, my name is Travis Stowe and you're listening to episode three of the Muddy Shoe Podcast. listening to episode three and you're probably wondering what are we going to be talking about this one happens to be pretty inspirational the person i brought on his name is ben carter and he has a story that i think a lot of people can resonate with there is things that he's had to overcome and i think a lot of people have this feeling that they can't seem to achieve something or do something that's harder because they're afraid or they want to do something but they think that it's just not right for them Well, Ben has done a lot of incredible things this past year, and it's because of the things that have happened to him that led him into a journey that seems to, in the end, has made him a better person. I want to let him explain, because I think what he had to deal with is, in my mind, probably the hardest thing anyone has to deal with, and he had to do it twice, almost three times, and he finally made a decision to say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not how it's going to be for me, and he's changed it. As you probably heard in my last episode, I was very passionate about why I think obstacle racing are so great. It's incredible how something so simple as running through the mud, getting scrapes and bruises before the end of the race, and feeling so good about yourself because you accomplished something that you probably didn't think you could do before. This is the reason why I like talking to people that go through this type of obstacle course. It doesn't matter the level of how fast you accomplished it. It's the fact that you did. And when you look back and you start seeing the changes that you've made to do your very best on obstacle races like this, you can see how it does fall and bleed into other areas of your life. This is something that is incredible. As simple as running through the mud can change your life for the better. And that's why I wanted to bring on Ben because he has changed his life for the better. It is thanks because of these types of obstacle racing. I'm going to let him explain that. So we're going to bring Ben on. I hope you really enjoy this. Just a quick heads up. I spoke to Ben through his cell phone, but the signal wasn't that strong. So there is some static and some noise that you'll hear throughout the the conversation. But it's still a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get it going. Hello. Is this Ben? Yes. Thank you for coming on the show. And it's, uh, it's a real pleasure to be able to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you for having And I believe your name is Ben Carter, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, how long have you been obstacle racing? Um, when I started obstacle uh, course racing, uh, actually my first race was August 8th, uh, 2015. Okay. Uh, I did the Chicago Soup. Oh, wow. That was your very first race was a super? Yes. Okay. That's uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> That's a waking. I mean, I've, I've met some people that usually step in going for like a sprint. You went all in with a, a super. That's uh, that's hardcore. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, uh, some friends of mine and uh, one of my cousins actually told me about OCR, and they had already done the sprint in Atlanta and done the beast in Ohio. So they just basically needed the super to complete their trifecta last year. Okay. So I started late uh, by the time that, you know, I was informed about it. They was all training for the super. So my cousin had asked me uh, if I was interested. I kept him, nah, nah, you know, kept telling them, nah, I didn't want to go to the gym. I was making excuses. So 
finally I ended up going and started training. Uh, I began my training in May 2015. At that time, I was like 278 pounds. And uh, we, I started going to the gym, working out with them, uh, doing trail running, and I lost like like forty something pounds in three months. Now, is this strictly just working out, or was this through you know, nutrition and various of other activities? Uh, it was working out and nutrition, basically. Um, I'm a truck driver. Okay. So my diet was just like horrible, you know. I can imagine. Like fast food here and more fast food there. So, uh, yeah, I, the diet is really a really big part of it. Well, when you started getting into it, I mean, did you have any type of, because you said earlier you are giving yourself excuses. What were some of the reasons why you, if you can remember, why you were telling yourself you didn't, you couldn't, or telling your friends that you couldn't? I just... It felt that I was so out of shape, you know, overweight, uh, and, and my age. You know, the guys that I ran with, they're uh, 30, 31, early 30s, you know. So I'm like, man, ain't no way I can keep up with you guys. I'm out of shape, and you all have already been working out, you know. So I didn't think that there was no way that I could catch up to them, you know. So that's in some cases that's a that's a fear that you had, but what was the deciding factor that made you just say, you know what, I'm going to. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. I don't know how good I'm going to be, but I'm going to. What was that decision like deciding factor for you? Okay, um, I had a, a a younger brother, and he passed away in 2013. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about that. Heart complications. Oh wow! Thank you. And uh, he he uh, he had five blocks in his heart, and he was only thirty eight years old. Wow! And I, I didn't want to end up that way, and uh, I lost my father uh, at ninety five to heart complication. And in two thousand and twelve, my mother received an artificial heart, so it was like a wake up call. I didn't want, yeah, it was a wake-up call, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, my health was terrible. Uh, I had high blood pressure, um, that the, the, the doctor, my doctor said that I was at stroke level. Uh, my cholesterol was through the roof. I was on blood pressure medicine. I was on cholesterol medicine. Uh, my doctor also informed me that I was borderline diabetic. He said that my H1C number was a six. Wow. So he said, you know, if I don't get it together, you know, I'm going to be sticking myself for the rest of my life, you know. And, and I just kind of woke up after that. And I, I finally decided, you know, you know what, I go to the gym with you guys. You know, it's what caught my attention is that when I see inspirational stories like yourself, you took on a challenge, you know, the super and you've been working your way up, you have, in my mind, a harder challenge for you, and yet you still overcome that, which is when I see what you're capable of doing, that inspires me because it realize, that makes me know that you have the capability of doing something at the, uh, the fitness level that you're at, 
the condition that you've been, you know, you've brought yourself up all these years, but you're, you've changed all that. You're, you're fighting it to get better. So I have high aspiration for, for what you're able to do because you have a lot of guts. You have full, that's like true grit there. You were able to get down and accomplish something amazing. And it shows because yeah, you've been losing I, weight and you've been helping yourself. But that also shows like it it doesn't really matter where you start or how old you are or what condition you are in. You just have to start. And you took that, which is amazing. Yes. Yes. Uh, that, I, I believe that was the hardest step. It was the first step. You know, it was just to say, yes, you know, I, I have to. I have to, to to save my life, and you know, and I, and I have I've inspired friends of mine. Everybody see how I got the weight off, and it's been over a year now, and I've been keeping it off. That's so great. I, you know, I've been, uh, some of my friends are inspired. Of, they're actually going to start OCR racing next year. Uh, I think this year, me doing the double trifecta, I think that really just shows some of my friends. That, those that are friends with me on Facebook there. You know, you can lose this weight and like you said, it no matter what age you are, you, know, you can still get out there and compete, you know, still give it your best. What I love about this is that there's so many courses in so many areas. In your mind, what was considered like the hardest obstacle that you had to overcome? <sighs> I'd say a any obstacle I had to overcome was the rope climb. Rope climb, okay. Was that something that yeah, you that, attempted, or were you able to accomplish it, or uh, did you uh, pass around it and just end up doing burpees? Like, what uh, What did you end up doing for that? Uh, the first time I tried it, I got halfway up the rope and slid back down. Okay. So I tried again, I tried again, so I just, I gave up and I did the burpees. Okay. And then went on to the next obstacle. Uh, the second time, I tried it again, and I got all the way up because it had the knots on on the rope. Yeah. So uh, my my friends was like, how do you cheat it? You know, you did the girls' rope or whatever. So <laughs> they said that that would be count. Well, you know, it's funny. There are people that I've spoken to in the past uh, just through running or during these races, and a lot of people almost don't like the the knots because they feel like it makes it harder for them. So in some cases, right. you took the harder route because you're not able to go quickly. You're having to go over stumps pretty much all the way up. It does give you that grip, but it's also an extension that you're having to work extra hard. Right. Uh-huh. And I've did, I, I did that. Uh, I did a more shoulder work, more back work, uh, chest, and now I can... So you've accomplished two trifectas in a single year. Yes. And you know, thinking about where you were and where you are now, what is the biggest change in yourself? Not necessarily weight, but just the feeling about you. Have you? What do you feel like you've accomplished that has made you felt better? Uh, My attitude, the can-do attitude. Uh, I, I, like I said, I've been driving a truck for so long and uh, just got out of shape. And, I, and it's like now that I've conquered that, you know, the weight loss, I'm conquering the sport races. It's like, you know, the bad, the bad boy attitude now, you know, I can, I know I can do it. You know? Yeah. 
I, I think having a great attitude about it. You know, so many pro, uh, people support, you know, like on the Spartan Facebook page, uh, just everyone is so supportive, you know, and post that, you know, you want to give up, you know. Here come two or three hundred people commenting on your post, telling you, you know, not to give up and, you know, just giving you encouraging words, tips on how to make it, you know, your workout work for you. So, so and I really, really love that. Would you say that, you know, conquering these goals have bled into other areas of your life outside of racing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, it's given me more confidence, you know, more confident walk. Uh, and, and it's just like um, people's attitude towards me is different, you know. And I guess they can see it in me, you know, as I shine more, I guess I can kind of feel them drawing towards me as well, you know. It's like just having that overall good attitude, like an aura about myself now that I didn't have before. That's really good. You know, when you said that some of the things that you changed in during this progress, and one of them being nutrition, before you were you were eating out because you're driving, you said it's really hard because you're having to eat fast food. And that's understandable because of the conditioning that you're in. You're constantly driving, so fast and easy is usually more convenient. Well, when you started changing your nutrition, what were some of the things that you did Nutrition-wise, that has helped. Like, what food groups have you brought in, and what have you been trying to change out? Um, well, I, I took basically fast food completely out. Um, I bought me a, a nice-sized cooler, and I started trying uh, meals home. Mountain Dew was just the love of my life, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I had to cut it out because I was drinking. Anywhere between five and six pounds foods a day. Oh, wow. Uh, I cut that out and just started drinking water. Uh, instead of bread, uh, bread products, I would use whole wheat wraps, a lot of tuna fish, a lot of chicken, uh, no cheese, cut out all the cheeses. Uh, and then after a while, maybe after a month or so, I, I, I would treat myself on the weekend. Oh, okay, but great. instead of pulling over, getting McDonald's while I'm out on the road, I substituted it for pistachio. Or, you know, it's just like when I would want to get a McDonald's or a Wendy's, I would get pistachios or uh, get a lunch or you know, something not so high in calories. Just really just started paying attention to the things that I was eating, uh, low sodium content. Like I said, on the weekend, I would kind of cheat to have my pasta or maybe some steak or a little red meat just to come off of the fish and the chicken. I love when you said cheat meal because, you know, surprisingly enough, there's so many people I've met over the years. I've been a part of fitness for quite a while. And whenever someone usually jumps right into changing their life, they'll do cold turkey, change everything out, and they forget the element of a cheat meal. And you will see them push so hard for like a week or two weeks and they just bottom out. They hit a plateau and almost quit just because they're, they're, it's like their taste buds get so dried over just changing their food habits that they end up going right back or worse because they've gotten tired of it and just gave completely up. But having a cheat meal is like a reward. Having one every once in a while does help. Did someone tell you about a cheat meal or was that something that you read or learned or? Uh, 
uh, my cousin that uh, he recommended the diet and told me uh, that, you know, I need to stop with the, the bread and the sodas and cheese and all the things that contain so much fat. Uh, he actually was the one that told me to cheat once a week. What was your first thought you know, when he said that? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy, you know, but like he told me just to eat it in moderation. Right. You know, one cheat meal, one day a week, because he, he, does, he does the same thing, and he said that, you know, he would have steak. Uh, he told me why he chose steak, it's full of protein, it's good, you know, for muscle building. Yeah. So. Yeah, cheat meal doesn't have to be a junk food. It could really be a delicious meal, but it's just more of you can indulge yourself a little bit. And it doesn't have to go right into a you know, a pizza or fast food. I've had a lot of people in the past say, like, when it came to cheat meals, they were questioning, like, what could they really eat? They, they had to go all out and eat the worst type of food, or could they still go out and have a steak or a salmon of some place? Or Like, yeah, you can treat yourself. And if that's not something you eat every day, steak is very good for you, but it's also it sits in the gut for a while. So it's still considered a good cheat meal. Right. And uh, that, that's what, you know, I, I told him, you know, that, that my cheat meal is my reward for being good all week, you know, for, for passing by McDonald's and not stopping it, you know, not getting that milkshake when I want it or, you know, not having those sweets when I want it. So I look forward to my cheat meal on Saturday or Sunday just to reward myself. When you made this change... And some people, and this is where I think a lot uh, almost are afraid to even try, is that they feel like when you start eating healthier, it's going to cost way too much so they don't even attempt it because they think going to eating fast food, the $2, the $3, the $5 is so much cheaper. But with your perspective, what would you have said, like let's say in a 30-day period, do you feel like you were spending as much or more changing your diet to a healthier diet? Actually, I felt that I was spending more before I changed my diet. Um, it's true to a degree that eating healthier does cost a little more, but like you say, it's all in moderation. I mean, you think uh, for whatever you pay for a Big Mac meal, um, you can go get you some, some nuts and maybe some fruit. And it, it can hold you over just as long as the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it holds me over even longer. You know, uh, some pistachios. I, I love blueberries. Uh, so I, I eat some pistachios or some dried blueberries and uh, cranberries. You know, just something like that. That You know, you take whatever you spend at McDonald's, uh, seven, eight bucks. It, it, it kind of eats people's out. Yeah, you, you end up, you're planning your meals ahead of time. And I have to give you a lot of credit for that because you know, some people will assume that, well, it's just too hard to try to print, plan your meals and try to carry them around. But as you being a truck driver and you're like you said, you brought a cooler, you're having to go on an extra step to create a nutritional diet um, and bring along with you. So it's it's that much harder more steps on your behalf, yet you're still doing it. You're breaking those barriers that I think people have. They throw in front of them, oh, it's too hard. I don't have time. It's too expensive. Yet you found ways to do it. And I bet 
uh, it has to me, and I feel a lot of people, I'm wondering for you, do you think over the period of time, do you think your palate, the, the flavors and food has gotten more richer now that you've been working away from fast food and going into more nutritional diet? Uh, I, I, I tell you, uh, I love the clean taste. I love the clean taste uh, from, from the healthier food. Uh, as far as getting away from all the, the grease, the frying the, the oils, the cookie molds and stuff like that, I love the center taste. And some things, I mean, I, I just really don't have a, a taste for anymore. Fast uh, food, I mean... Even if my stomach's growling, I'll, I'll go right past it because I just, I don't think my body wants it anymore. Uh, it's used to a clean, it's being cleaned out, and I think that it wants to stay clean. That's really great. You've been going for now a year and you've done the two trifectas. Now, is the Spartan races the only races that you've done so far? Are you thinking about doing any other type of race even outside of Spartan? Yes, I, I was considering starting to end up the year to do other races other than Spartan because that is all that I have done so far is just the uh, Spartan races. But I, I hear about the tough butter uh, and other obstacles that they have, obstacles races that they have. So I've been I've been considering branching out a little bit, but I love Spartan because. It's so challenging to me. Oh, yeah. You know, even though, you know, I can't really run with the elites, you know, and get out there and just turn players through it. It allows me to, you know, take my time at my own pace. You know, and I'm really not worried about the, the timing on it as long as I keep moving. Forward. And that's my motivation for doing the sports to keep moving forward. Don't ever stop. That's awesome. It, that is a key. I think a factor that a lot of people just forget about is it, they. It's so much easier to just quit and the one step, not worrying about the time, because really, it's not. Even though they have a time event and they're considered the elite, even in the people in the elite. The top three or four or five, okay, they're going after that time. But if you really listen to how most people go at it, they just want to finish. And they're not really caring about the time itself. The goal is to finish and all the crap they have to deal with to get to that point. That's the actual journey. That's what really makes it inspiring because every obstacle adds another level of a challenge. And every step after that, it gets harder and harder. And it doesn't really matter if it yeah. takes an hour or four hours or eight hours. The fact is that if you can complete it, you can look back and say, I did that. And I did that, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, it's quite amazing how the simple as going out and running and being a part of a community that's doing the same thing is so inspiring. And it pushes so many people to change their life. And as yourself, it yeah. changed you in a more positive way. And, and you said to yourself that you've actually been able to inspire others to start trying to do it, which is incredible. Yes. Yes. Um, like this year, actually, my my girlfriend, she ran the sprint with me in Charlotte. And uh, when we finished, after we finally jumped the fire, she, 
she said, baby, I don't know how you do it, she said, but <laughs> you are a beast when you do this. She said, I don't know how you do this long. Oh, so she, she's out there. She did not get a trifecta with me this year. <laughs> There's always time. Well, it's all right. I know that. I, she's my number one supporter when I'm there, though. <laughs> Did you by chance do in the uh, the moment she said you're a beach? Like, that's right. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I gave her three ohs in a row. <laughs> nice. If you had to, because you said you were helping, like, you've kind of inspired a few other people to want to try this. Now, someone that's listening that might be going through the same thing that you've went through. There's You've had family reasons that have changed your uh, projection of why you wanted to do this. You've had personal health reasons, and you decided to break through all those barriers. If there was something you could tell someone that might be going through the same thing, what could you say, or what would you want to say to them to say, you know, this is something they can do? Like, what would you say to them? I would tell them that it's possible, that, you know, that it can happen. It can happen. You know, you have to work hard at it, and it won't be easy. But, you know, the, the 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 longer you become in your journey, the longer you take on your journey, the stronger you become. So each journey just begins with one step, you know, and you just have to really just want to take that first step and say, you know what, I'm going to break out of this. I'm going to change it all up. This is not going to be the end. And go for it. Go on that there and, you know, walk around the block. Start walking around the block. Know, just to get out and get in, get your body in motion, and, and it'll come easier and easier. You know, the longer that you continue, that's great. You gain strength as you go. You know, you gain your momentum, and you see your results. You know, once you see your results, the weight start falling off. You know, it boosts the pride comes up. You know, I did this. I lost that weight. You know, you start feeling good about yourself. You start looking good. You know, and it shows, and it and it's. It's like, it's so, uh, how can I say it? Uh, people see it. People see it, and they want to be a part of it. You know, everybody, what did you do? How did you do it? And then you tell them what you did, and, you know, they think about it, and they say, if he can do it, I can do it. So, like I said, that first step is just the most important step of all. I love that. I mean, everything you've been talking about, is it's pretty passionate because I mean you you went right into you explained that you did fail go back into that rope you tried a climbing and you couldn't make it but you didn't give up you kept trying again and you didn't make it and yet you still kept trying and that's the same thing you just kind of said there at the end is don't give up and that, give that's up. perfect because every time you fail it's just another chance to try to do it better the next time and when you do it's amazing Exactly. The feeling that you get when you finally conquer it or, or succeed, it, it, it's wonderful. I mean, it's indescribable. I, I'm still floating after my double trifecta. I mean, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm way up there right now. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to achieve a double. Uh, going into that, knowing that 2017 is coming around, and I love the idea of putting projecting out there what someone wants to do looking at what you're wanting to do based on where you've come, you know, what type of uh, other races that you might want to do for next year and try to conquer? Um, I really would like to try the ultra beats. 
I, I know that it'll really, that's probably set my, my standard a little higher, but I, I believe that that ultra beast, you know, that's, I think it's 26 pounds plus, uh, and they only offer it in certain areas, certain states. Right. Uh, I, I, I think that would be a great challenge or to just up, up kick everything, you know, uh, up my, up my, my workouts, up my running times. And, you know, maybe maybe soon do the Elite in 2017. Uh, I try to look at where they offer all the sport races uh, for the sample truck driver. So I drive to a lot of these events. But um, that that's the goal. That's the goal to, to actually do the ultra beat. I've been looking at it. I think I could do it. Ben, if you do it, I would love to know what it would be like right when you finish it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably fall across the fire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the moment you do that—that's still winning. It doesn't matter if how you get there; it's the fact that you got there. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the ultra beats, uh, or just any of the beats. Uh, those, those are what thirteen to fifteen miles. Uh, that—that's work. Oh, that yeah. is grueling work. One of the, it's funny, Spartan, you know, they say they didn't want to give us the memory game, but boy, they have a mind game because even though they said it was 13 miles and then when you're running, there's like, it's 14 miles. And really when you hit the 14 mile, you have what they considered said it was a quarter mile left. But as a lot of people are throwing their GPSs and getting the data, they're saying it's like 14.75, almost 15 miles. So it's like, they're throwing this twister on you and I think they do that on purpose, just to be like, yeah, you're almost done. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that there's an extra six miles ahead. It's only one. Right. <laughs> right. I, I think it's so that you won't give up. Yeah. You know, I think that they do that so that you won't set yourself for saying, oh, you know, I only got one more mile. You know, they, I think that they just try to push that out of you, give you that little extra, you know, so you can just really show what you're made of. So I, I think that's why they do that. When you're running, do you carry a hydration pack or do you bring any type of gels or mustard? Do you do any of that stuff to help you? I, actually, I do. Uh, I only do it on the uh, super and on the beast. Okay. Uh, the sprint, I just, I go, you know, without. But uh, I love the goo. That's the one I, I like, the, the salted caramel. Oh, okay. Uh, Where do you normally pick that stuff up? Uh, I pick the goo up at uh, any Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, Academy Sports, uh, any any sports shop like that. You can get the uh, have to go to the nutrition aisle, uh, and they have the where they have the uh, the bars, the fitness bars or whatever, and you can get the goo there. Okay. So I, I like the goo. <laughs> I go in restaurants and get you know get the mustard packs. <laughs> does that really work? Uh, yes, yes okay. it does. Because I've never I've uh, never used it yet, so I don't know the difference. I know people claim that it does. I'm like, well, what does it do? Like, what's the purpose of having the mustard pack? The purpose of it is not to cramp. I guess it's the salt, the salt content in the mustard. It goes right in to your system and I guess hydrate uh hydrate your muscles I guess so to prevent you from cramping. 
the mustard packs are definitely because of the supers and the beats. Well, I have a uh, a super in Atlanta coming in December third, and I'll bring a a packet or two, and we'll see how that goes. I mean, if I don't, luckily, seeing how the distance, it, I might not cramp up, but if I feel like it, then I will definitely give those a shot. Oh yes, uh, maybe even before you start, just swallow, you know, take two two or three mustard packs, go ahead eat it, just to prevent, you know, just a little preventative night. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Well, Ben, this has been a really great conversation, and thank you so much for coming on. I think other people that hear this, that have ever experienced this type of situation that you've been going through and how you've overcome, I really believe that could give them some inspiration that they feel they should build. They could do it too. And it was amazing to see your double trifecta that um, knowing that it can be done and even myself I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to plan and make that happen so that inspired me enough to like okay I I know I can do this I just have to figure out how and I really do think people are going to love hearing what you had to say because it had a lot of meaningful reasons behind it it wasn't just I can do it I wanted to you really had to work at this and you did an incredible job and it shows right Thank you very much. All right, thank you for having me. I appreciate coming out. Hopefully someone will uh, uh, hear this and say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm trained to get ready for a spark break. I hope so too. I think that's going to be great. Ben, thank you so much again. I do appreciate it, and I will be in touch. All right, thank you. Well, take care. All right, you too. Bye. All right. Well, that was it for this show. I hope you felt the same way I felt when I was listening to Ben talk about his story. He had challenges. It wasn't just a personal challenge. He had family issues that changed his life. He had personal health issues that changed his life. He woke up and said, not again. This has not happened to me. I'm doing, I'm taking control of my life. It happened to be obstacle racing that pushed him to do it. He's changed his life to a better way. He's helping other people feel motivated to try it themselves. He's breaking barriers that many people are just afraid to try. That's inspiring. It doesn't matter the person that you speak with. Each and every person that has done something, they've overcome a fear or an obstacle or some sort of tragedy, and they, they decide, like, this is not going to define me and they decide to do something better. When they speak the truth, you get to learn a little bit about them, their true self, the grit that comes from within. That's what makes this show exciting. That's the people I wanna bring on. I love speaking with people that have a story that can inspire, and I believe Ben had just that. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. Now, if you're listening to this show and you want to know more about what we do, if you go to mymuddyshoe.com, it'll give you a little bit of insight on who we are, myself, and what the show is about. The show is growing. The website is still growing. I'm building that as we move along. But if you have a time, I'd appreciate if you can go to mymuddyshoe.com forward slash iTunes. It'll take you right to the iTunes account where you can write a review about what you like about the show. Let me hear what you have to say. I want to know. I really appreciate that. Also, we do have some social accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you have some time and you'd like to follow us, I'd appreciate that as well. The more exposure we have, the more listeners, the more access I can get to people that you might want to hear from. So it does take a tribe. I hope you will follow and be a part of it. This journey does not take but one step at a time, and we'll eventually all win together. My name is Travis Stowe. You're listening to the Muddy Shoe Podcast. I'm out of here.